Welcome to the Kingdom Community Podcast. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on earth. Now, enjoy today's show. We glorify you. Lord, we pray for a multiply. Just pray for that offering real quick. Man of God, sorry. Can you just stop one moment? Because I believe that God wants to multiply the seed. So we thank you, Jesus, for this seed, Lord God. We pray for a great harvest in Honduras. I thank you, Lord God, for deliverance for Honduras. I pray in the name of Jesus for a harvest. And Joe, would you just come forth really quick? Because I believe that God has brought you here. The Lord says you've been faithful. And the Lord says I'm going to use you powerfully. And the Lord says I'm going to raise you up like Moses was a deliverer. And God's going to use you to deliver the people of Honduras. And I decree that God is going to send you as an apostolic minister and a pioneer through South America. And you're going to see a multiplication and a duplication. And you're going to see right now God's going to move in power. And I believe you're going to see signs and wonders. And there's a great grace upon you. There's a great grace upon you. And Jesus Christ will be glorified. As you lift up the name of Jesus, He will draw all men unto Himself. So I thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that there's always enough. I thank you that there's always enough, Lord God. Lord, I thank you. That John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave His only begotten Son. And whosoever shall believe in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Lord, You gave. You gave. There's always enough. Lord, multiply. Whatever those children need, Lord God. Their schooling, their food, Lord God. I pray, Joe, that You would actually feed thousands upon thousands upon thousands, and that you would win the millions and the masses. For Jesus Christ, we give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I love Jesus. And um, so I'm Australian. You can hear from my accent, although I would say that you have the accent. (laughs) So for me, I've been in America since January, and God brought me here. He brought me here. It was a sovereign work of the Lord, but it was my agreement, and I said yes to Him. I actually said yes to Jesus 13 years ago. I was uh, a six-figure income I had, and I was working in Australian media, and I was running big uh, finance departments, and I was working the back end of, of media. And um, I went through a horrible situation in life and I came out the other end of that thinking, what is the point of my life? Why do I actually even exist? Why am I even alive? Because I was earning over a six-figure salary, I owned real estate and uh, I was in my 20s and I thought, God, like, I just thought, what is the purpose of my life? And I remember this, I was out until all hours of the morning and I remember being at McDonald's after some debaucherous stuff that I was doing and I remember being at McDonald's at three o'clock in the morning in the city and this beautiful little Asian lady walked up to me and she pointed at me and she said with a little pointy finger, almost like Catherine Coleman, like this, her finger was shaking and she said, do you know the purpose 
of your life. And I had a blank. She said again, do you know the purpose of your life? And I said, no, I do not. And I thought, what is the purpose of my life? And I remember I actually came to America and uh, my friends and I, we bought a van and we were driving around America like Thelma and Louise, you know, we were just cruising around America in this big old van. And uh, it was a bit rickety, that van, it broke down a few times. And so I remember laying down in the back of the van and I, and I thought, what is the purpose of my life? And I thought, I've had so much stuff happen in my life, I may as well go to dust now. And I started thinking, well, I'm going to end my life now. And I remember I went back to Australia and thought, if I don't know my purpose, then I'm done. I'm finished. And we know the Bible says, without vision, the people will perish or they'll cast off restraint. Hallelujah. And so I remember thinking this, well, I'm just going to end my life now. And I was down at the beach in Sydney. It's called Coogee Beach. It's near Bondi. And I remember sitting there and I had these big sunglasses on and I'm sitting there And I thought, well, that's it. I'm done. And I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I knew how I was going to take my life. And I said, God, if you don't come right now, then I'm done. I'm finished. If you're actually real, if you really exist, then you need to come right now. And I meant it with my whole heart. And I knew what I was going to do. I was going to jump off the gap in Sydney. It was where people would commit suicide. And I knew I was going to jump off the gap. And I said, this is what I'm going to do if you don't come right now. And fair enough, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden a woman walked up to me and she stood in front of me and she handed me a yellow sunflower. In that moment, I knew that the Lord of all of creation had his eyes upon me. I knew, I knew God answered me. I knew God was seeing me. I knew God was real in that moment. And I took the sunflower in my hands And I remember looking at the sunflower and then all of a sudden I could see her in my peripheral starting to walk away. And I turned to say thank you. And as I turned, she disappeared. The Bible says that we could be entertaining angels and not even know it. So I knew God sent an angel on assignment to show me that he's real. And his manifest power appeared through that object of a sunflower that had great importance to me. And in that moment, I knew God is for me. He sees me. I belong to Him. You know, the only place that I got peace at that point was in worship. And I remember I would go to five church services per week because I was so hungry to encounter the presence of God. And the only place that I actually got peace was in His presence. Yeah? It says in Psalm 17, verse 2, In your presence you vindicate me. You look at those things that are upright. And so in his presence he vindicated me. He put his hand upon my life. And I had so many angelic encounters. I had three encounters with Jesus Christ that changed my life. He stood before me and he showed me so many things. But I remember one encounter that I had. It was about nine months after I was saved and I was in church And I remember I was worshipping King Jesus. And as I was worshipping King Jesus, a pastor laid his hand on my shoulder. And as he did that, all of a sudden, bam, I hit the deck. I landed on the floor and I started shaking under the power of Almighty God. The fire, the power of the Holy Spirit consumed me. I was filled with his presence and I was there on the ground. I couldn't even get up. I was shaking under the raw power of God for 45 minutes. 
It was like liquid love all through my veins. And see, before that, I was snorting lines of cocaine. I was doing all these debaucherous things. But when I encountered the power of the Holy Spirit, my life was changed. And when I came out out of that 45-minute encounter, I couldn't even turn over because the power of God was all over me. My whole body was consumed with fire and electricity and love. And I came out of that encounter. God healed me of post-traumatic stress disorder. He healed me of a spirit of fear and He set me free from myself. Let me tell you right now, if you don't want your own life, then give your life to Jesus. If you don't like what's happening in your life, then yield your heart to Him. If you haven't seen things in your life and you're yet to see things, then listen to Him. Submit to Him. The devil will flee. I believe that in this hour that God is giving us a choice. No longer can we be lukewarm. God will spill us out of His mouth. Let me tell you right now, there's a persecution that's coming to the church. There's a reckoning of the Lord. A dragonfly. That is how God speaks to me. I had a dragonfly appear on my finger in India once at a crusade. I was ministering to the sick. And for 45 minutes, a dragonfly, that's a sign from God. The dragonfly, I have pictures of it. The dragonfly stayed on my hand while I ministered for 45 minutes. God opened the eyes of the blind and he opened the ears of the deaf. God's miracle working power, he's going to heal people tonight. I want you to tap into a realm of miracles. That is a sign from God. Has there ever been one of these in here before? This is a dragonfly. Actually, God commissioned me to full-time ministry through a dragonfly. He did that because I was actually working for the Salvation Army in Australia. I was working in a head office and uh, I was actually running healing rooms to the Salvation Army offices and, uh, you know, to the commissioners and many people that for many, many years, they'd been serving the Lord, but they needed a refreshing. I'm actually, I'm completely blown away by this dragonfly. But God said to me, I want you to step out. And so I stepped out and I felt the Lord say, step out in full-time ministry. And so I went home and I was standing there at the clothesline. And I believe God told me, actually, he said he's going to commission the evangelist tonight. That's what he told me. There's people that you're going to feel a stirring in your heart because that's what I'm carrying. I'm carrying the gospel that raises the dead and that heals the sick. And God has called me to raise up evangelists in the nations, not only to win souls, but to commission the evangelist. And so as I was out there at the clothesline, all of a sudden, I'm standing there and the Father came so strong at the clothesline. It was the Father. He was right there with me. And my housemate, Laura Jean, walked out. She's Christian as well. She's standing there. She starts weeping. She said, what is that? And I said, that is, that is the Father. She said, what does he want? Because the fear of the Lord was present. She said, what does he want? And I said, he's confirming that he wants me to step out into full-time ministry. And as that happened, a dragonfly, as big as that dragonfly, appeared on the window. And all of a sudden, 
she turned and saw the dragonfly and dragonflies actually represent the harvest. And I said, there's provision for the harvest. And I knew that in my heart. And that, that is actually a sign to commission the evangelist. That dragonfly is a sign from God that there are evangelists in this room that will win thousands of souls for Jesus. And so I quit my job. And I'm not saying everyone do that at the minute. You need to hear from God. But as I quit my job, the next day, from that sign and wonder, the next day I receive a check for $10,000. And, and I've never stopped since. I actually did a crusades in Sri Lanka with one of my evangelist friends and then went from there to Peru, South America, did nine crusades in Peru. I've never stopped running. I believe that the spirit and power of Elijah is here. And I believe that, you know, we're called to outrun the chariots. We're called to outrun the chariots. You know, John the Baptist, you know, uh, Elizabeth was pregnant, but God shut the mouth of Zacharias. He shut the mouth. Why did he shut the mouth of Zacharias? He shut the mouth because he did not believe. You know, God is faithful. He accomplishes the very word. The word of God in the word of God is the fulfillment of that very word, Right? And so he shut the mouth of Zacharias so that the promise could be birthed. He shut the mouth of Zacharias so the power of the Holy Spirit and the bold declaration of the coming king could be proclaimed through John the Baptist because she was pregnant with a promise. She was pregnant with John the Baptist. She was pregnant with the one that would declare the coming king and usher in the king. Hallelujah. And I believe that God's going to birth that promise here tonight. He's going to start to stir people. I want to share a short video, actually. Uh, so just to give you a, a bit of a, an inkling what I've been doing over the last, I guess, seven or eight months. So I've been at Christ for All Nations in Orlando, Florida. Uh, so I've been an evangelist for a very long time, I, probably, I think, about a decade now. And... Um, and so I've been an evangelist for a long time, but last year, when the pandemic happened, in my heart, I said, God, I, I, I'm believing for salvation for a generation. I'm believing for salvation for a generation. And I fasted and I fasted and I prayed and I fasted until my body did not feel like my body any longer. I felt like I was a spirit in a tent. And I knew, I knew God was going to do something miraculous and remarkable. But I said yes. And through that time, I received an invitation from Christ for All Nations to come to Orlando to be part of their evangelism boot camp. But that was the door to what God was about to do. So I've been raising up evangelists at CFAN, Christ for All Nations. So I want to share that, that short video. Uh, Daniel Kalanda, I've also been... Uh, leading outreaches, co-leading outreaches for Nations Church, which is Daniel Kalanda's church plant. Hallelujah. So we can play that, that reel. Thank you. 
Amen. I can feel the hunger of heaven on this. Because the Bible does say that the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. I've been contending for the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers. If this is stirring in your heart, I'm actually going to give an altar call for the evangelist. But I want to point a few things out. I want to point out that this is not for the faint-hearted. I signed my life away to be a martyr for Jesus. It would be the greatest honor and privilege of my life to have my final breath on the harvest field. I want to share with you in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 15, it says, I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. This is a calling of the evangelist. The more that I love people, the more that I want to confess, the the more that I preach repentance, the less that I am loved. But the more fruit that I see. When I'm on the streets and I'm proclaiming the name of Jesus, people manifest in front of my face. They scream at me. They yell at me. But I see so much fruit. People repent and give their heart to the Lord. A lot of my preaching is about repentance. And I learned this from Reinhard Bonnke's teachings. God says, turn. You're walking one way. And I say it like this. I was walking one way. I was snorting cocaine. I was taking drugs. I was very promiscuous and sleeping around. But I had a God encounter. God says, turn. God says, turn. It's time to turn. It's time to get right with the one true living God. It's time to turn from debauchery and sin because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God wants us to preach a bold proclamation of the gospel. Signs and wonders follow those who believe. We cast out demons. We heal the sick and we raise the dead. I've seen God do the miraculous time and time again. But when we proclaim the name of Jesus, He will draw all men unto Himself. Amen. I believe there's a persecution coming to the church. I had a dream about 12 months ago. And in this dream, there was a woman, she was driving a car. And out of her very own car, she threw her own child. And that child landed with a thud in the middle of the road. And as that child landed with a thud, I watched that woman turn back and realize that she had just thrown out her own child. God spoke to me and He said, the church is throwing away the ability to duplicate, the ability to replicate. The woman is the church throwing out her own offspring, throwing out the ability to reproduce herself. And she's throwing out that child through her own window, which represents vision. It represents spiritual discernment. Yeah, because God's given us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and doing. So if the church throws out the ability to reproduce itself, then where's the prophetic gift? And is the church seeing what's happening in this hour? Are we really winning souls? Are we sitting in church eating the meat and the milk and getting fat? If we really want to see a harvest... We would go out into the midst of the harvest. And even if there's a scarecrow, or even if we're mocked, 
God is going to win the masses for Jesus, but only if we go into the midst of the harvest. Hallelujah. I was weeping over this the other day. The Lord showed me. The more that I love, the more that I am hated. It says this in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9 to 13. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles last, as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. We are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. I'm actually homeless now. (laughs) And we labor, as in, I, I don't have a place that I could say, yeah, I belong there and, and, and I can live there for a long time. I have to go from nation to nation from now on. Hallelujah. I can't get into my own nation, but that's okay. I said to the Lord, am I meant to be a vagabond? He said, no, heaven is your home. Earth is my footstool. My, my, place, my place of home is heaven. I feel that right now more than ever. I was p- complaining to God. I feel like a vagabond. He says, no, you're my child. Fear not, I have redeemed you, says the Lord. And we labor, working with our hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as a filth of the world, the offscouring of all things unto now. You know, I said to the Lord, I said, God, he said to me, Jackie, I'm going to use you as a deliverer. And I said, but God, you sent a deliverer. His name is Jesus. And the Lord rebuked me and he said, no. He said, as the Father sent me, I send you. As the Father sent Jesus, he's sending us into the world. And so I think sometimes we think that something else is going to happen. But he says, no, you're my hands and feet. You're the one that I sent. You're the one that I, I, I anointed with the power of my Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you. The Lord God has anointed you to preach the good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted. Amen? There's deliverance for the captives. But He does that through our lives. And as the Father sends Jesus, so He sends you. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. If we step out of the boat, if we're truly going to believe Jesus and walk on the water, if we're truly going to proclaim the name of Jesus, we will be persecuted. We will be defiled. We will be despised. But why? Why do we look at that and shrink back? Because the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to the glory that will be revealed. And so why do we look at the persecution and and shrink back? You know, I had, yeah, 
I had an encounter. I, I, I held my dad in his arms while he breathed his last breath. And the day after, I, I gave his eulogy. And the day after, I had this encounter. And the Lord took me through Psalms 23. He took me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down. He make, yeah, I shall not want. I shall not want. And, and, and he showed me through heaven, like Jesus is the gate to heaven. Jesus took me and he showed me. And all of a sudden, I saw my father standing there. And my father, he, he looked so bright and brilliant. And he said, Jackie, he said to me, he said, he, I saw Jesus and he was there and he was being bloodied and bruised. And I saw the Roman soldiers whipping in and whipping him. And it was terrible. And then Jesus looked up at me and I saw his eyes were even bloodied. And my father looked at me and he said, Jackie, there's no mockery in heaven. My dad in heaven, he said, there's no mockery in heaven. And Jesus was saying, he said, this is what I did to the spirit of mockery. This is what I did to the spirit of mockery. And there were the Roman Empire soldiers laughing and laughing and whipping Jesus and whipping Jesus so brutally. And the blood was splashing everywhere. And Jesus was looking at me with the eyes of fire, bloodied eyes. And he said, this is what I did to the spirit of mockery. And my own dad said, there's no mockery in heaven. All you see is glory. And I looked around. All I could see was glory. And I realized it's a privilege in this life to be mocked for the gospel of Jesus Christ. When I get to heaven and I experience the glory of God and I will know the sufferings of this present time and not even worthy to the glory that will be revealed. Just like Stephen the martyr when he said, Lord, don't charge them for this. When they stoned him, they stoned him to death. And so tonight I believe, and because of that sign and a wonder, because of that dragonfly, I know God wants to commission the evangelist tonight. If you feel the stirring in your heart to lay down your life for the gospel, to see souls one, and, and you really want, you feel like, I want to win souls for Jesus. And I'm going to invite you to come forth because I just want to pray for you. And I believe there's an impartation. That is so funny because I said to my friend before, I looked at you and I looked at you and I said, God's going to commission these men here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he who wins souls is wise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My friend Sharice is also here from Christ for All Nations. So Sharice and I, we're going to pray for people. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Community Podcast. To learn more about us, including how to connect with our Kingdom community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can be encouraged. We really appreciate that effort, and we hope you will join us again in the next episode of the Kingdom Community Podcast.